It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Hawks Postcast, part of Locked On Atlanta on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Hawks Postcast, your home for the best Hawks talk. It's local insight you can't get anywhere else but right here at Locked On. I'm Tanitra Batiste, joined with me is Deshaun Tate. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. The Locked On Hawks postcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Deshaun, the Hawks were going for their fourth win in a row. This would have been the first stretch since October 29th to November 4th if they could have got it done, but just wasn't their night. We'll talk about the 116 and 95 loss to the Cavs in the and one. We'll also talk about it and who got next. But first, let's get TNT's takes on tonight's game against the Cavs. And Deshaun, you say we're back to being consistently inconsistent. Yeah, no doubt. You know, unless there's truth to, you know, when people say that sometimes you have to take one step, you know, uh, one step backwards to take two forward and all that kind of stuff, unless you're one that believe highly in that um, narrative, then, you know, obviously um, this was disappointing the way that it happened. Um, believe it or not, I almost fell asleep during the game. It kind of felt like watching paint dry to a degree, but felt like there was definitely a lid um, on the rim for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that these guys were just kind of sleepwalking um a little bit and so the last thing that i want to do is hear people make the excuse reasoning behind you know what we saw on today being you know the travel and all of that you know having to get in late in, you know middle of the night and got a game the next day i mean that's just been life it's not the first time these guys have ever had to experience that it's not the last time these guys are ever going to have to experience that and um you know, other teams are having to deal with the exact same thing. So mm-hmm. um, there's no reasoning for that. But when you start talking about being consistently inconsistent, yeah. I think when you start talking about the, you know, inconsistency part, um, the Atlanta Hawks only won in three statistical categories on today, on tonight, being offensive rebounding turnovers and fast break points. Um, credit to them for at least doing that. But it just really felt like a letdown. We always talk about standing and fighting, standing in the gap and just being competitive, if not nothing else. And I would be willing and okay, like I said, you know, in in previous, um, you know, postcasts that we've done is I'm okay with losing games. It's going to happen. Sometimes the way you lose games, when you see somebody just kind of lay down and ironically enough, um, you know, it happened at home, which the Hawks are just not feels like they're never really good there. Um, why we couldn't be playing another Florida team tonight. I don't know, but I wish that that was the case. Nonetheless, uh, it was a stinker and you got to, you know, move forward, but the, the, the energy seemed like it was definitely sucked out. Yeah, I think so. And I think that, like you said, you, you're weary to make excuses about the travel because ultimately every team in the NBA has to do the same thing. At some point, mm-hmm. they've got to play back to backs. And those back-to-backs sometimes are going to be road and home versus two aways or two homes. That's just how it goes in this league. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of don't want to use it 
as an excuse. And last night was a night where, you know, you, you did play nine players, but a lot of them didn't get above 30 minutes. So there should have been some pseudo fresh legs that maybe if we didn't see in the first quarter of them kind of being that team, maybe we could have seen it in the second quarter or should have seen it in the second quarter, but we didn't because the Hawks got out scored 34 to 25 and in that quarter. And then they got outscored again, 34 to 25 in the third quarter. And that's after you have halftime where, you know, you're able to at least kind of get your bearings straight, get your sea legs under you, as they say, but I don't feel like at least not the entire team ever got their sea legs under maybe one or two guys. And we'll talk about those guys in the end one. And my top takeaway was, well, they kind of sort of listened to me on one thing, but not the other and you really needed to listen to me on both because there was no way you're going to win this game if you just listened to me when I said, hey, make sure you don't let Jared Allen and Max Drews go off. They didn't let Jared Allen go off. 14 points, 11 rebounds to me. That's still fairly pedestrian. Max Drews, 13 points off of five of 10 shooting from the field, but he just hit one three. And granted, I know he was a little bit hobbled, but he was a guy who we've seen time and time again when he was with the Heat just absolutely destroy the Hawks. So, Glad that at least they listened to me and not letting Allen and Struess go off. However, that other piece is the one, it's pesky and it always seems to get them. And that's the one where I told them, don't let random dude go off on you. Don't yeah. <laughs> let your guy go off on you. Don't let the guy sitting on the bench go off on you. And that's what you did. You literally, literally let Georges Niang score 14 points, grab five rebounds, and two assists on five of nine shooting, going four of eight from the field. I'm just trying to figure out why, how, what the heck. And he got a block. And then you let Sam Merrill go off. 18 points to Sean, four rebounds, six assists. And that was on five of 14 shooting from the field. So, oh, I'm sorry, six of 16 shooting from the field. Check that. Five of 14 from three. Okay, fine. We know you didn't have anybody guarding on the wing that was worthy but that was the thing that disappointed me I just really had hope that we weren't talking about that because maybe more so than allowing Jared Allen and Max Struess to not go off I think I would have been even happier if maybe those guys would have gotten theirs but it was going to be but yeah not that Merrill and not that Yang not those guys today but it was those guys today that yeah on and unfortunately that being the case I mean you know the the thing about that is like you said insert here random guy's name um and we you know we hear so much um sometimes from you know i was listening to the post-game press conference and listening to head coach uh quinn snyder kind of talk about how much that they have improved and how much better that they have been on the defensive side of the ball of course not on the offensive side but i'm not sure that i was able to see that on tonight actually i am sure that i wasn't able to see that on tonight um when it came to defending you know um the three and even in those instances where you did have like jared jared allen who pretty much makes all his money from inside of the paint and one of the best right. field goal percentages uh players within this within the league um even he hit some shots from outside i mean granted they were in threes but still anywhere right around that you know free throw elbow pointed area right up in that range it just kind of seemed like the hawks really didn't have an answer um nope. and at this point we are just kind of keeping our fingers crossed hoping that 
Um, you know, what we saw throughout the duration of this game, I, you know, I don't know what the status is on Trey as of yet, but, yeah. you know, obviously kind of went down and out with an injury and just kind of, yeah. you know, hoping for a, a, a positive bill of health. Right. And you hate that because, of course, we know that he was out due to illness on Friday night. So that's a tough go, especially as the Hawks prepare for a quick West Coast swing. So we'll talk about this game more in the end one. But before we do, got a little something I want to share with you guys. This episode of the Locked on Hawks postcast is brought to you by prize picks or ebay rather let's talk about ebay first guys but hang around we'll talk about prize picks a little bit later now you know that they are our partners and they've teamed up with our locked on fantasy basketball host josh lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long whether you're preparing for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster so let's see who josh has picked out for us on this week's ebay's guaranteed fit Fantasy picks of the week. So Mason Plumley looks like he's got himself a little bit of a positive start out there, a reset for him after so many years of being here on the East Coast. The Hornets now he's with the Clippers, and it looks like he was ready. You know, we always talk about you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Well, he was. He's been a serviceable center for that team. Could be for your fantasy team, too, as the Clippers await Ivaka Zubak to return. Now, another one? Aaron Naismith. This Naismith's role should be secure with Indy because, hey, Bruce Brown is gone. So there's some shooting value. There's some defensive value that might be important. You might want to check him out, you fantasy basketball managers. Now, Josh Lloyd, as I mentioned, he's with Locked On Fantasy Basketball. He will help you win your fantasy championship on the basketball side. But if you want a championship for your ride or die, your real MVP, then you should check out eBay Motors. Like I have, I told you guys, love my car. Thank goodness, under the hood, we are good to go. But there are some things I wanted to tweak on the interior, and eBay's right where I went for some really, really cool seat covers. But you can pick from wherever you want because they have 122 million parts for your number one ride or die so that you can make sure your car runs smoothly or is looking really smooth on the inside. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you are burning rubber, but not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions do apply. All right, let's take a little bit of a deep dive into this game. We haven't given Jalen Johnson his flowers in a few games. That's kind of not like us, but he's not had any bad games. And that's not why we've done it. It's been more pedestrian. But nonetheless, tonight had a strong Jalen Johnson type of showing. Was going into and approaching that double-double status. Didn't quite get there, but still a nice stat line, Deshaun. He earned 20 points, seven rebounds, four assists, a steal, and a couple of blocks. Let's give him his flowers. But also, I was wondering who else you wanted to give flowers to. Because, hey, you can always try to find some good in a loss, right? I like to think so. It's really hard to do that on a night um, like tonight. I think from uh, outside of the fact that I I, I want to give I want to give flowers to uh, to to the Atlanta Hawks, you know, fan fan, uh, fan base, the Hawks mm-hmm. Nation for you know <laughs> staying staying with us through this whole thing. To be honest right. with you, we've all kind Thank of been you, yep. you know fighting uh you know trying to 
fight off the 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 inconsistent the consistent inconsistencies and so forth but um Indeed. you know what i have been seeing lately for even if it's just for the last two or three games um mm-hmm. with patty mills you know i've seen him come in the game and hitting some shots and you know trying to to defend some some tough guards and you know mm-hmm. being outmatched from a size standpoint and that just him really not allowing that to um you know just kind of you know prevent him from doing what he has to do on the offensive end of, of the ball you need him to come in and you know make some shots we didn't have trey on last night he came in and mm-hmm. he was still relentless even on nights like tonight where the team yeah. is down and it's good to see at least somebody in there since we're not gonna play you know aj griffin which is a whole different issue that i have but nonetheless um yeah. you know definitely seeing the patty mills yeah 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 again being uh patty mills being one of the more you know experienced players um that we have on this roster mm-hmm. um, and to see him come in and give some contribution, I think has been good for him and yeah. has been good for this team, whether it's a team that, you know, whether it's a time that the team is getting blown out by 20 or whether it's a, you know, time that he has to come in and play some legit minutes down uh-huh. the stretch on the road yeah. against yeah. You know, the Miami heat or whatever the case may be. He's definitely come in and contributed and showed exactly why, you know, he was picked up uh, to be a part of the Hawks this year. Yeah, I like that uh, that thought as well. And, you know, we kind of take for granted, but he did have a good night tonight, uh, like a solid night, and that's Bogdan Bogdanovich because the whole bench didn't have it. But you do want to call out when you have a player here or a player there on the bench that hit, did have a solid night or the few minutes when that player is given, like Patty Mills, same player who last night knew he was going to have some extra minutes, so he went to the arena early to be able to – give whatever he needed to give in the absence of Trey Young. So you got that out of him a little bit today and uh, tonight. And I know that sometimes you kind of look at some of those who are veteran veterans and say, mm-hmm. okay, well, what does that guy bring to the table? This reminds you of why you bring on a Patty Mills in addition to, of course, what he's able to do in the locker room to continue to help a young team to mature. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think absolutely give Jalen Johnson a flowers because he had more of a Jalen Johnson night tonight, but also a Patty Mills and even a Bogdan Bogdanovich giving the mm-hmm. Hawks what little effectiveness they have behind the perimeter. It seems like if everybody else is middling with it, he's always mm-hmm. good for it. Now, one of the things that bothered me in this game and really made me want to talk about it in the end one is exactly what the Hawks allowed that we saw them do last night. Last night, there was so much distribution of the ball. There was so much movement. There was such good spacing that we literally said that there were so many players, every player on that touched the ball, that got on the court, every Mm -hmm. player that got even one minute for the Hawks last night seemed Mm -hmm. to really make it work. And they did something to contribute. I felt like tonight that was actually in the reverse. The Cavs were that team and they started early. Yeah, they were that team and they started that early, Deshaun. They went out and we know they ultimately scored more points. But for me, more points coming out of the gate. But for me, it was what they did with those first 10 that was kind of telling about what the rest of the game would look like. And it was the fact that they scored 10 points as the first 10 of the entire game. But it was more that the Hawks had four scoreless possessions with their first four possessions. They had two turnovers. And within that 10-point 10, 10 stretch for the Cavs, Five different Cavs scored. And yeah. ultimately, seven different Cavs got in double figures. And the assist number shows it because you see 32 assists for them versus 25 for 
the Hawks, but was there any other thing that you saw specifically, not so much what they did, which was distribute the ball well, but maybe why? Well, you know, I, I do think that there were, you know, some moments where, and, and this is where I definitely, you know, didn't think about when we were talking about giving some flowers uh-huh. um, to guys like DeJounte Murray, first of all, because to come off of the kind of performances that he has had recently. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, knowing that guys are pretty much going to be laser focused in on you to make sure that this doesn't happen to them. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you have these type of celebration moments for the, for the third time in a row. But, right. um, you know, I, I think it was just a matter of it did help. Not an mm-hmm. excuse, but it did help that the Cavaliers, you know, had not played uh since i think wednesday night or something like yeah, that and, yeah and then they kind of had a chip on their shoulder a little bit mm-hmm. um with the fact that you know they hadn't won in, at state farm arena since like 2021 back in january of 2021 or something up in that range um so they were definitely kind of out for blood a little bit on from from in those regards but mm-hmm. um i think that they were just they were just hungrier you know they yeah. They have, if not nothing else, been playing like the better team. That's for sure. And so they've been, you know, just hungrier. And they, let's not forget, they've gone out there and doing this without, you know, two of their better offensive players in some cases, being Evan Mobley and uh, and also Kyrus LeVert. So Mm -hmm. um, those two guys being out, uh, I think, you know, you have other guys to kind of step up a little bit for them. Uh, uh, Isaac Okoro and doing what they're supposed to do. Take advantage of a team who's kind of in disarray a little bit and mm-hmm. still trying to figure some things out, regardless yeah. of being on a three-game winning streak. Like right. the Atlanta Hawks, they saw the weaknesses. They had them in the first meeting or two that they played them. They exploited mm-hmm. them then, and they stuck to the game plan. They did their homework, and, and they kind of made sure that they came out and did one of the one things that I wish also had Coach Quinn Snyder wished that this team would do, and that's mm-hmm. in terms of executing and communication. They did both of those things and I think ultimately that's why they were declared the winners tonight yeah and that was something that I thought about as well that communication seemed to kind of not be there again tonight and that was the thing that we saw so many times last night at moments where it was needed the most so yeah it's something that it's frustrating because it's like well how do you have such good communication on one night or two nights or three nights as in the three game win streak but then all of a sudden it falls off the cliff that goes back to your takeaway which is the consistently inconsistent play or inconsistent factors or inconsistent little items or details that we keep talking about and their head scratchers as to why they keep coming up because they're nice when we don't have that conversation. So I think that's what makes it a head scratcher. And I think one of the other head scratchers might be how some players can be so hot or this is what you brought them in for. And wow, they're showing you that. But then when it comes down to crunch time, you don't see that. That's Sadiq Bay. Like our guy, Brad Roland, and we definitely tell you guys, don't forget to check him out on Locked on Hawks, threw out a stat that was mind-boggling to me. He said that Sadiq is 33 of his last 130 from three-point range, 25.4% over almost the last six weeks. And that was kind of midway through the game. So the number is obviously going to be a little bit higher because you could actually probably say now that he is 33 of 136 because he didn't make any three-pointers point mm-hmm. tonight. And I bet... Mm-hmm. You know, obviously that would bring that 25.4% down slightly as well. But it's a two-parter for me, Deshaun. First, what do you think is wrong with Sadiq in his shooting? And then when you look at it, does his poor play make you miss DeAndre Hunter? Or does it just make it obvious that whether it's Sadiq or DeAndre, or when DeAndre comes back, that 
that small forward position, they got to do something about that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, every, every player are going to go through their bumps and bruises and stints and things like that. I mean, granted, you know, you got to factor it's, in. It's, wow. You got to, I mean, that 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 is definitely a stretch. Um, but I feel like for that much time, or at least it feels like somewhere relatively close to that, is, you know, putting him in a role that he had not been familiar with, which is in the, you know, starting lineup. Um, he's had some, you know, instances here and there, spotty starting lineup and things like that. Um, but, you know, consistently asking certain things of him that, um, that he had not been consistently, you know, playing that particular role. He can kind of come in and there isn't high expectations for him when you don't have a DeAndre Hunter and things like that, I think is where, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you kind of suffer, but, but, you know, you've gotten, you've gotten some, some, the good thing about it, I think is if you had to find some positivity and some optimism somewhere that he hasn't been like atrocious on defense. It's not like he's completely gone. You know, yeah. his, his mind is elsewhere or anything like that. Shots just aren't falling. And and you know that at some point they're going to fall. Now, as far as, you know, the missing DeAndre Hunter part, I mean, there's a lot of these games where I'm honestly not even really sure that the outcome will be any different if DeAndre Hunter was a hundred, you know, and 10% healthy and completely, you know, in the rotation and everything else, um, guys are. I, I'll say this much about Sadiq. Sadiq is one guy that I don't really question if he's giving it his all. Now people might yeah, say, yeah, "Well, that's, that's pretty bad. He's giving it his all and he's stinking it up." But you know, sometimes I see a, a, a questionable effort or a questionable shot selection, rather. Um, and I don't see that from him. He's just not able yeah. to get his shots to fall. So yeah. I would just tell him to continue doing what he's doing. He's not a player that's going to contribute in the Hawks losing per se. He is yeah. only really going to be a guy that can really help you win. So I'm I'm actually okay with it to a degree and kind of somewhat willing to give him a pass a little bit. Yeah, and he did get seven boards for the Hawks tonight and just one turnover. We'll talk about more Hawks when we come back with who's got next. This episode of the Locked On Hawks postcast is brought to you by Prize Picks. So, Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's easy and it's the most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Now, Prize Picks can be pretty fun because you can win up to 25 times your money this basketball season. You just have to select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. With the basketball season here, this is a cool thing. You can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. That's pretty darn cool. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entry stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. That's entries that you put in, they stay in play even if LeBron James was to go down or Travis Kelsey was to go down. Now, Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with that kind of injury insurance policy. So if you want more Price Picks, check out pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use Locked on code, code locked on rather, NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com.
dot com slash L O C K E D O N N B A. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, Deshaun, the Hawks have to do some thinking. They've got mm. two and a half weeks, I think it is, to kind of figure it out. And, you know, most of what we've heard, it's interesting because the buzz was totally the opposite of that uh, until maybe, I would say about two, maybe three weeks ago. And then all of a sudden you started hearing this DeJounte Murray to this team or that team. Depends on the day of the week. That's probably what dictates which team he's supposed to allegedly go to next, right? Mm -hmm. So he has now hit two game winners in a row. And yes, the Hawks did not have a good game, but DeJounte sure did. 24 points, not just a team high, but a game high. Nine rebounds, five assists, and a steal. Now, that earlier first quarter drought that we talked about where the Cavs literally racked up, and it turned out to be 12 points in the end before anyone even looked up, well, guess who ended the drought? Of course, DJ. So, mm -hmm. Deshaun, when you look at what DJ's brought to the table in these last several games, and not to say that he has not definitely shown signs of that throughout the, the season, do the Hawks need DJ on the roster more, or do they more need to look to give him up to make up for the shortcomings on the rest of the roster, like the one we just talked about at small forward. I mean, where, where should it be? Yeah. It's kind of it, confusing, right? It is. It is. It is. Um, I think you got to be realistic about a, a few things. What, what is, what is likely going to be your end goal? Not what do you want to be your end goal? Yeah. But what is likely going to be your end goal with DeJounte Murray um, in this lineup? Playing beside Trey Young, playing beside all the guys that he's playing with, going to war with every night, the whole nine. Are you able to execute and get the best out of him? Get mm -hmm. out of him what you need him for. Get yeah. out of him what you're paying him for. Um, so many of those different elements and layers to the onion, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, what are you getting in return? You know, yeah. you know, we don't believe in, you know, giving up guys for peanuts. Right. Um, but you also don't want to be holding on to something that you think is going to get you X in return. And it turns out that by holding on, you end up doing yourself more of a disservice than anything by trying to hold on, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. I think you got to weigh all of those things. Um, I think that you are kind of, I won't say limited, but you are, you do cap yourself out with DeJounte remaining on this team. Um, mm -hmm. There are some limitations there just because, you know, obviously the way that they want to play and who's, you know, primarily the ball, whose who's hands the ball is in. Um, and then, yes, he's a guy who can create his own shot. But in terms mm -hmm. of being a guy that's going to facilitate and get other guys involved, he's not nearly as as much of that. Mm -hmm. Kind of reminds me of Lou Williams in those regards. Yeah, great mm -hmm. player and a guy that can, you know, you could put in the starting lineup and do all these things. But he comes from San Antonio where he left that situation as mm -hmm. the one option yeah. um, asking for him to be the two option here. I think it's going to be, you know, really tough. If I'm yeah. just being honest. I'm not sure that you can get he and number 11 um, in a position of which you can maximize and get the most from what both of those guys can bring to the table on the same night consistently. I'm not very confident in that. Um, yeah. When one of them isn't playing, we're having a whole different conversation, obviously, and we've seen that. 
Um, but I, I, I think the main thing is just making sure that you're getting something worth value in return that you can play immediately. We've seen yeah. a move being made. I think it was John Collins or whoever was brought Rudy Gay over and that had, you know, that did nothing for us. I think another mm -hmm. move was made where they picked up Carmelo Anthony some years ago. That right. did nothing. Just yeah. salary dumps and just little stuff like that. Right. I, that's not or if you're in a situation, right. Or if you're in a situation like when they got Clint Capella and you didn't mm -hmm. get to see what he was right able away to contribute. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree with you on that. One. Yeah. I just want to see the bench. I mean, I, I'm okay with if it's guys that, you know, can't contribute right away in a starting lineup role, but I do want to see the bench, um, you know, look significantly better with talent than what we currently have and what we had last year for sure. Yeah. And that may be the way to go just because of all of the restrictions that are in play when it comes to the assets that the Hawks have at the bargaining tables. So mm -hmm. Definitely understand that. Now the Hawks have another one of those cray cray, type of oddball schedules <laughs> where they've got to go and hit the West coast for a couple of games with no real break. And then they'll come back home. And that first team up is the Kings. What do the Hawks need to do to try and reset themselves and get a win against the Kings? Yeah. Um, it's going to be a crazy crowd. We know how they like to, you know, light the beam and everything else up in there. And um, it's going to be a little bit different, but mm -hmm. I think it's just trying to continue to build. On yeah. the things that you're not good at, you know, yes, you ideally in a perfect world want to go in there and be expecting to win and go, but I, I need you to compete. Yeah. Um, if you're going to win now at this point, you win, you win, you don't, you mm -hmm. don't, but I need to see you competing. I don't need you to yeah. see, see you down by 20 points, you know, getting ready to open up or midway through the second quarter and things like yeah. that. It's going to be interesting mm -hmm. to see us link back up with. Kevin Herter again. Obviously, yes. there's some ties between Sacramento and Atlanta right. for Bojan Bogdanovic again. Mm -hmm. um, so all those things will be interesting. But um, I would definitely like to see what this looks like with this team just competing, keeping the game close, and giving us a reason to feel like they're at least giving themselves a realistic chance. Indeed. And they did give themselves a chance. Didn't get the win on December 29th. Lost by seven, but gave them a chance the last time they took on the Kings. They were here. Now they're going to head to the West Coast to do it again. So we appreciate you guys for stopping by the Locked on Hawks postcast. Remember to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. For more on the Hawks, check out Locked on Hawks with our guy, Brad Rowland. We'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.